Everybody, welcome to our podcast today. Today we're going to be talking about prayer. This is a hot topic for us at Vertical right now. We're talking about praying and praying bold. So uh, before we get into our discussion today, let me remind you to uh, like uh, this video or subscribe or share this with others. If you found it helpful to you, I'm sure it'll be helpful to someone else as well. So when it comes to the subject of praying, um, we've been approached from this idea of praying bold because that's... um, there's plenty of passages that talk about, obviously, seeking God in, in our times of need, but also yep. when we do, to pray with faith, yep. to pray with confidence, and even yeah. to pray something bold. Yeah, to pray with, something, with certainty. And, yeah, pray yeah. something beyond what we might yeah, think true. is doable, yeah. uh, reasonable, but true. to pray based on what God has said. So um, when you get to that, you, you find, of course, passages that were even Jesus encouraged us to do that. And some of them are so startling, you know, to the natural mind, they they, they do call us to a new level of, of faith yes. and boldness. So for example. And, yeah, I was gonna say, and changing our mind, our understanding, our perspective into what this what these verses have to say. Yeah, so Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That's a pretty bold promise. Yeah, and it, very direct. It is. It invites us to bold prayer. But I think to understand what Jesus says here and says in other places and what the Bible says as a whole about prayer, I think we might we might find it helpful if we reframe the conversation or change yeah. the conversation or the discussion about how we talk about prayer. Yeah. Because just hearing Jesus' words alone in that moment into the modern context, the modern uh, self-focused person, yeah. even the self-focused believer, yeah. hears something like that and says, oh, I can ask for whatever I want and it'll be done for me? Yeah. Well, this is where we're headed today. Is yeah. how, do you, how do you answer that? Addressing that, yeah. yeah so we're going to reframe the conversation yeah, today for sure. about prayer. Yeah, because whenever you hear that verse, there's usually lots of questions that come to your mind. Yeah. Uh, things maybe even personally, like, well, I've been praying for this and it hasn't happened, so mm. what does that mean? What, was, was Jesus really <clears throat> telling the truth there? Yeah. Uh, or maybe you know of other people and you're like, well, I know them. They've been praying for yeah. it. Fill in the blank. This person, this thing, a need, yeah. um, whatever it may be, but it hasn't happened yet, so what does that mean? You know, right. those kinds of questions coming into your head. And mm-hmm. then uh, is there a certain thing that I should be saying when I'm praying? Is there mm-hmm. a certain mm-hmm. recipe that I'm not following that I need to be following? I think a lot yeah. of people get caught up into that, like, okay, well, I prayed and it didn't happen, so what? Yeah. So now what, is that still the truth kind of a thing, yeah. right? And, yeah. and if you, especially if you were brought up in a church or home environment where there kind of was the formula prayer or yeah. the recipe prayer, and that's kind of all you know. Uh, there's a whole lot more to prayer than that. Absolutely. So yeah. um, people sometimes get into this thing of, oh, maybe I'm not saying the the words correctly. Maybe yeah. I need to be saying you know, them in this certain order or say this word or use King James language yeah, when I pray exactly. it, whatever. Yeah, because so. I mean, prayer is not spell casting at no, all, you know? Exactly. That, that some people <clears throat> take it that way, but it's not. It's, yeah. it's all... It's, it's a different thing than that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, another question that comes to people's mind is, is, okay, I haven't seen this answered yet. Should I just stop praying then? You know, yeah. I've seen it in their life. They've been praying for something. Should they just stop praying? Yeah. I've been praying for fill in the blank in my life. It has not come to pass. 
Right. Do I just stop now? What do I do? You know, that's yeah. a, it's a hard moment to be in. Yeah. And those are all real and relevant questions. You know, right. people have them in the church and, you know, longtime believers may still be asking this question because right. of prayer. Um, but with those questions, it's it's really hard to, to find correct answers to those because uh, they're kind of questions that ask in a different way. Yeah. They, they ask approaching prayer from a certain viewpoint. So again, our mm-hmm. goal here is to is to reshape the way that we do see prayer, right? Would right. You say? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of reasons that that people's prayers maybe are not answered in the way that they thought or that our prayers are not answered in the way we thought. Yeah. Um, but as you said, it's not always the best way to frame the situation by looking up at the promise from the circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So. For sure. Yeah, because again, like with all those, with the scenarios of, well, I know these people and they've been praying and that that prayer hasn't been answered for their son or daughter or for their, you know, family unit or right. for their job circumstance or their health or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we don't know all of the circumstances. I would say we never, never know, know all of You're the right. circumstances, not just right. sometimes, but we don't know the hearts of the people praying. We don't know um, the the whatever kind of situations that are going on in that family and their uh, relationship and their relationship with God and um, the maybe history. The, yeah, I was say the history, the growth that they may need that may need to take place in this right. time of, of right. change and all yep. of this stuff. It's true. Yeah, we don't know the whole history of the situation. We don't see the bigger picture often because we can't see the bigger picture. No. We don't know right. what is God <clears throat> doing in their life in the long term. You know, mm-hmm. if this is a no now, but it's a yes to something later. Right. We, we can't be the judge to say, well, they are right or they are wrong in mm-hmm. praying for this or mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, like in that whole situation, God's hand is way bigger. Uh, his his plans are way bigger than what we can see or think or imagine now, yeah, right, right? right And so that's, again, tough to answer those questions of saying, well, uh, I just haven't seen the answer. So based on their circumstance, they should stop praying or whatever it may be. Right. That's a very tough uh, call to make and answer to make. And, yeah. you know, sometimes there's some things that we won't know in this life. We won't see the answers to in this life or we it's may true. not... Uh, fully, fully comprehend why or why something didn't happen right? yeah. with, with prayer. Yeah. So that brings us to a very interesting moment in life. Then, yeah. so you say, okay, well, here's here's this statement that Jesus makes. Here's this promise. Yeah. And then here are my circumstances. Here's how life is playing out. And so what we attempt to do is then somehow bring these two together. How does yeah. what Jesus said and what I've done and what these circumstances are? How does all of that fit together? So you have a couple of options at this point. Yeah, You can attempt to look at what Jesus has said through the lens of what is playing out in your life. So that is one way to frame the conversation. Yeah. I'm going to attempt to make sense of, uh, reconcile, justify, understand this promise that Jesus made by the circumstances that have not yet turned out like I thought they would, yeah. or the story I heard from someone who said they prayed and nothing happened. Yeah. So that is how, sadly, a lot of people come at prayer. They yeah. they say, well, okay, well, I hear Jesus saying, uh, ask what you desire and it'll be done for you, but I didn't see that happen. Yeah. I'd looked at my circumstances and they got worse. 
The yeah. the person became more sick. I lost my job. Yeah. My marriage fell apart. My yeah. uh, the my loved one died. All, all of that is like, wow. Now, how am I supposed yeah. to interpret this thing that Jesus said when everything yeah. that I knew went south? In the situation. Yeah. Because based on your circumstance, based on your emotions, based on whatever may be going on in your life, that does not look to be true at all. Yeah. That looks to be way far off, way totally like a different, that was not addressed to me, yeah. that was addressed to someone else, to the person who's successful. Right. But I am just all victim mentality kind of thing. And so yeah. it can lead to that. It you know, can. if you're evaluating the truth by your circumstances, if yeah. you're seeing things through what's going on in your life. Yeah. And that, you know, that's not the kind of life we're called to uh, in walking with Christ. Uh, we're called to uh, walk by faith, not by sight. We're called to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding, acknowledge him in all of our ways. He'll mm -hmm. make our path straight. Mm -hmm. uh, we're taught to trust in his promises uh, regardless of what our circumstances are. And so faith does that. Faith yeah. says, okay, I am not going to look up at the promises to see if they're real based on my circumstances. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm yeah. going to move the frame and I'm going to look at it from God's perspective and who he is. And then yeah. I'm going to look back down at my circumstances. Yeah. Faith, faith chooses to believe God in spite of the circumstances. Faith chooses to believe God over my feelings. Absolutely. You know, I, I might at times feel uh, weak, uh, fearful, lost, powerless, rejected, mm -hmm alone but i don't i don't lean into those feelings i lean into what god says about me in yeah, that moment. i absolutely. reframe my circumstances based on promises so i i reframe it and say i might feel alone that's my circumstances yeah. uh -huh. but i believe the promise that says that he will never leave me nor forsake me yep I'm reframing my circumstances mm -hmm. based on the promise not on my circumstances absolutely yeah or, or i i choose to believe what God says, even over my own logic, because mm -hmm. I can't rationally, logically understand how Jesus took my sins, forgave my sins, cleared my account, and declares me righteous. I, I just... Yeah. I, I, can't I can't logically explain I that. I can't emotionally comprehend yeah. that. I can't logically you know, deduce that, understand every bit of that, but I choose by faith to believe yeah. it. So I might wake up one day and not feel forgiven, yeah. I might look at some circumstances of my life and think, I don't see how these can uh, put me in a place to be loved, to be accepted. But I turn the frame and say, I'm not going to look up at God through yeah. my circumstances yeah. to try to define him. Yep. I'm going to look at my circumstances from God's perspective, from God's yes. character, from his mm -hmm. nature, who he is. And then I can say, all right, the Bible says if I confess my sins... He is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Yep. Now, that has nothing to do with whether I feel it, can yeah. figure it out, or comprehend it fully. But it has to do with faith, and I choose to believe that. So this is part of the reframing. This is part of how we choose to see our circumstances uh, from God's perspective and not from our own understanding. Yeah. So that's essential. That's yeah. essential not just for prayer, but for our, our walk, in general with Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Because the moment that the person starts trying to evaluate the truth by their circumstances, mm. that is whenever you see that what the popular term of deconstruction is now, mm. is it oftentimes is a someone who says, I don't see how that could be true because look at 
this family member, look at yeah. what's happening in my church, look at what's happening in my life, right. look at how I feel, look at all of these things. I'm going to elevate this. Therefore, the truth must not be real. Yeah. That must not be what reality is. But instead, um, I'm going to choose to believe how I feel, yeah. how I understand things. Right. And that oftentimes will cause someone to deconstruct their whole faith. It will oftentimes cause someone to leave the church. It will oftentimes cause someone to go into more harm because they're they are negating the truth because of their circumstances. That's true. They're, they're saying there's no way because I don't feel that that's right. Yeah. Instead of conforming our feelings to the truth. Yeah. It's it's sad because that, that whole term you know deconstruction is popular today and yeah. uh, a lot of. Um, influential people use that term and talk about it. Absolutely. And if you listen to their stories, you'll usually hear something painful, something Mm -hmm. tragic, something difficult that happened, and they couldn't navigate past it because they were trying to define God, understand God through that lens. They're framing it that way instead of framing it from God's perspective and letting his word speak over it and his his promises speak over it. Mm -hmm. So... Um, when it, again, in prayer, it's essential that we um, construct it based on promises. Exactly. Hold, yes. hold the hold the frame based on the promises, and now let those promises, God's word to us, yeah. His character, His yeah. history, let all of that define yep. your circumstances yeah. and how you pray. Exactly. Let that be the foundation. Let the the big weighty matters mm-hmm. of of God of faith, of Christianity, yep. of all the things, let that be the center. And then let your emotions feed on top of that stuff, right? Let that yeah. fill in the gaps with that being the, the basis of your life. Yeah. You have to uh, have the truth <clears throat> going to your circumstances. Mm-hmm. So again, that's one way. You can, try to, you can try to understand the promises of God by your circumstances. Mm-hmm. But the, the way, as we said, the way that we're called to do that is to understand our circumstances based on what God says. Mm-hmm. And so now we do that again. We walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah, uh, we know uh, what, what 2 Peter 1, 4 says is, uh, we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that yeah. through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature, mm-hmm. having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So, God gives us promises. He says, I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a thing mm-hmm. I'm doing. And if you'll believe these promises, then, then you can do what Jesus said. Then you can abide in me and my words abide in you. And then you can ask what you desire mm-hmm. so it shall be done for you. Then you can ask anything and I will do it because yes. you've, you have reframed your life, your mm-hmm. perspective, your heart, your goals toward his goals. Absolutely, yeah. You're clinging to truth constantly and yeah. saying, not by what my circumstances say, not by mm-hmm. my emotions, not mm-hmm. by what that person's um, lifestyle looks like and they're not you know, having their prayers answered, but no, it, I'm choosing to believe the promises of God yeah. because he has said them and I'm, I'm putting, I'm going all in on his character, on yeah. his promise, on his word. Exactly. So, 
you know, when Jesus says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He was not saying, hey, ask whatever you want. I'll, yeah. I'll be there. Uh, have it your way. You know, you, you decide what you want. I'll show up. I'll, I'll do something for you. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not the Christmas catalog list where you just yeah. check off the things you want. Yeah. He, he's not, uh, I'll do whatever you say. That's not what Jesus was talking about. Mm-hmm. If we, if we context, you know, yeah. his words, absolutely. If then we understand, okay, he was saying, if you know what I'm doing, if you know what I'm committed to, if you know my purpose, if you know my plans, if you know my word, if you're seeking after me with your whole heart, if you are surrendered to me, if you understand what it means to walk in my my name and my will, and if you seek to glorify me, and if that is your heart and that is your mind and you know promises, he says, then ask what you will. Ask based on what I've already told you I will do. He said, I'll do it. Yeah. That's his promise to Trust us. Trust me on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He will do it. So yeah. um, now that that kind of reveals then where we struggle, I think, in the yeah. conversation because um, maybe we're not as versed and well-read yeah. and committed to yeah. the promises of God as we ought to be. Absolutely. Because, you know, a, a lot of times this conversation, it comes up, I've even asked myself, I thought, okay, well, what are all these promises then? If if there are some things that God has said, I'm doing this and I will do this. Yeah. You can count on it. Uh, yeah. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. I, yeah. you know, well, I need to find those then. Yeah. I need to know what those are. Uh, not to get my way, but no. to yield my way exactly, so that I can see his way being done so that... Yes, the will of heaven is done on earth, absolutely, just like it is in heaven. Yes, and all the more, it's the the verse from Psalms that says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Yeah. So our goal is not, oh, let's delight ourselves in the Lord so we can get what we want. Yeah. But no, whenever we are delighting ourselves in the in the Lord, we will ask what He desires as well, because that is our delight. We want to see heaven on earth. Yeah. So I I get it that there are circumstances that we might not be able to understand, circumstances where we haven't seen answers yet. But if I reframe the whole conversation and I get into this idea of, all right, I'm going to find out what God's promises are. This is his will. This is the this is his groove he works in. Then I want to get in on that. I want to walk in that. Later in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians, Paul would say, for all the promises of God in him, in in Christ, are yes, and in him, amen. So Mm -hmm. find out what the promises are, ask in his name, walk in that, abide in him, and the answer will be yes. Yeah, Yeah. and so be it. (laughs) I will will do it. I'm going to do it. So. I, I want to be in on that. Yeah. I, I want to walk in those promises. That, that means I've got to reframe again. I want to change the conversation. This is not about, well, how come this didn't happen? Why haven't you seen yeah. this happen? Well, this I, this person did this and it didn't happen. Yeah. Those are all asking, I think, again, from the wrong perspective. There are answers, but you won't see them if you're looking up at the promise from the problem. Yeah, Turn it around and look at the problem through the promises and Absolutely. some things will change, I think, in the process. Absolutely. Yeah, again, I mean, just to imagine, like, you pray to God and you know he will say yes. And then it's like, <laughs> wow, I can't imagine if that was the truth. Well, guess what? That's the truth. It says all the promises of God in him yeah. are yes. Yeah. And in him, amen. Right. <laughs> to the glory of God. Again, that's mm-hmm. for his sake, not for mm-hmm. our sake, so that right. we can be raised up, but so that he can be raised up. Yeah. 
So then, I, again, I've got to change the conversation. Yeah. I have to change Absolutely. how I look at this. The Bible's filled with promises. Yeah. It, it is the book of promises. But now it means reading differently. I have mm-hmm. to reframe even how I read. I want to yeah. see, okay, what is he... What is he about? Absolutely. What's his purpose? What was he about in Genesis? What was he about in Exodus? What was yeah. he about in Corinthians? Yeah. And now that I see that, okay, what's he? What was he about ultimately in Christ? What's he about in my life? Yes. Now I can pray with that in mind. Absolutely. And I can believe promises for sure. Yes. And again, I mean, it really drives home the point of we must be diligent in reading our Bibles. And yeah. I know that sounds so Christian, so churchy, and everyone says, okay, yep, heard it yeah. a million times. But to read the Bible in that way of yep. what are God's promises? What? Yep. How does he relate to his people? How do I relate to him? How do I change into more mm. what he wants me to be? All of yep. those things, not just, okay, I've acquired information mm. or, okay, mm-hmm. I can now go tell other people that I've read my Bible or, okay, yep. now I'm good enough so that God will do things for me. No, mm-hmm. that's not how reading the Bible goes, but it's, reading the Bible to see what is the character of God. Yeah. How can I pray to him? Yeah. How can I have a relationship with him? Yeah. All of those things. Yeah. So the book of James, New Testament, James would say, you have not because you've asked not. But when you yeah. do ask, you ask amiss that you might spend it on your own pleasures. Yeah. I think that's the very same thing here. Yeah. People asking out of the wrong framing, they're, mm-hmm. they're missing the promises that are available that God has committed himself to and they're asking based on their own selfish desires and, and wants and needs and perspective. And instead of yielding to God, surrendering to him and looking at life from his perspective, he's given us promises. Yeah. He's, he's promised, uh, for example, Romans eight twenty eight. We know that those who love God, for those who love God, all things work together for good. Uh, for those yeah. who are called according to his purpose. That's a yeah. promise. Yeah. So I can, I can pray that. I can rest in that. I can mm-hmm. say, God, I believe you are working all things together for good. So I rest in that. Uh, mm-hmm. We know from Isaiah 54, uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I can pray then, God, there are those who would stand against me today, but I'm standing in the promise that no weapon formed against me will prosper. So mm-hmm. I'm asking you to defeat my enemies and have me stand in courage and boldness. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, amen. Yes, and amen. Yeah. 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 Uh, Isaiah 26, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Is verse three. I, I can't tell you the number of times I have read this, quoted this, meditated on it, yeah. called on it, leaned on it because it's true. Absolutely. You, you will keep yeah. him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. I claim that promises and I pray, God, uh, I'm asking you to give me peace because you promised that you would give peace if my mind is stayed on you. So I'm going to keep my mind stayed on you and I believe I'll have peace. There, There's a promise and there's an answer. Absolutely. He's not going to say, eh, sorry, dude, not this time. Yeah. No, he yeah, will. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He He's will. not like, oh, your mind stayed on me. Well, probably just <laughs> pass it on by. We'll see. No, but he says, that this is my promise. If your mind is stayed on me, yep. I'll keep you in perfect peace. Yep. Uh, Proverbs, powerful. yeah, Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. There's another promise. Yeah. So I can pray and say, God, I don't know what the path is ahead of me, but I'm going to trust in You with all my heart. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lean on my own logic, feelings, or understanding. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to acknowledge exactly. You in all my ways. I'm not going to hide You or or try to keep You a secret. And then I believe you will direct my path because because you promised. Yeah. I'm not just asking yes. because 
I, I think it's a cool idea, no. but you've promised it. Yeah. So I can pray based on that. Mm-hmm. And then whatever happens after that, I'm, I'm thinking he is directing my path. Exactly. Whatever it is, yeah. whether I have a flat tire or not that day, yep. you are directing my path because yeah. I'm walking in your promises. Exactly. This is reframing the conversation yes. about prayer. Yeah. So uh, this also means that there still will be times when we're going to pray, believe a promise, and difficulty is still going to come. Yeah. This is not, again, a formula or recipe for... Um, Instant success in life. That's not what no. we're talking about here. Yep. Um, but when we when we do now reframe it, then I can pray with confidence and boldness, even in those difficult times, even when I don't see it come to pass yet. Yes. The Bible tells us story after story of people who prayed, and there was a time difference between the day they prayed and the day the promise was fulfilled. Yep. Uh, again, the story we've talked about. In the book of Daniel, he prays, and it's 21 days before an angel shows up. And he yeah. says, hey, sorry I was late. Uh, there were some, I had to go to war because yeah. you started praying. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. there was activity. There was action. Yeah. There was, uh, God was at work. But the time frame doesn't always match what we might mm-hmm. want. Um, stories from Scripture. Again, Ab- Abraham, who believes a promise God made to him yeah. that he would be the father of nations at a time when he was physically and his wife physically incapable of that happening. They're old and she's barren and they can't physically by the world's comprehension have children, yeah. but God makes a promise to him mm-hmm. and Abraham waits. And the Bible says that when he did, he, he believed the God who calls things to exist that do not, that he, he believed in hope against hope and as a result, he became the father of many nations. And it was how much longer? 25 years. 25 years he waited. <laughs> yeah. Believing the prayer. Yeah. Now that that's faith. Yes. He kept holding to the promise. He didn't say, Man, it's been it's been two and a half days. Yeah. Nothing's happened. It's been twenty-five <laughs> days. Nothing's happened. I guess yeah. I guess I'm gonna deconstruct this whole faith thing. Yeah. I need to I need to rewrite, you know, and reframe and re- rethink about God and exactly. he's not. He's not all these things. Yeah. He's not who you promised. He's not mm-hmm. what we've seen or heard. Yep. No, he kept believing the promise. Yeah, exactly. And not there's not to say that he always stayed all the way up here with believing oh, the promise. No, I mean, because he goes up and down. And he even has a child, tries to have a child in his own way yep. in the midst of the promise. Yep. He, and so he wrestled through it. Yes, absolutely. And so still the over overarching theme yeah. is that he trusted the promise yeah. in spite of circumstances, the emotions, yep. whatever it is. Yep. It wasn't two and a half years in. He said, okay, I'm done. This, this, I'm, let's just scratch the whole thing. Yeah. 25 years yeah. waited, waited, waited. Yep. Promise came to pass. Yeah. And then he became a father. Yep. And it would, it would not even be in his lifetime that he would become the father of many nations. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where it, I mean, if all of this doesn't, ache your brain a little bit to yeah, begin with. Already, this this yeah. next part will, because even that right there is a level of faith that our generation today, I'm afraid, doesn't mm-hmm. take into consideration. We tend to think of, I've got a thing I need. I need it now. I need it this week. And uh, I could, I'd be willing to wait a month, a year, maybe a few years. Yeah. But often in the Bible, the promises that were made were not even fulfilled in the lifetime of the person who got it. 
Yeah. For Abraham, it would not be until after his death that nations yeah. would form. Yeah. It's a time frame it's insane. thing. So that means again, if you're gonna if you're gonna understand prayer in its proper context, we've got to reframe it all. So uh, another example yeah. of that comes from the book of Hebrews. Here in mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter eleven is this list of people who believe God, had faith. They're they're kind of the the hallmarks of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the champions of faith, men and women who believed. You get down to the end of that chapter and and he talks about those who they were tortured and they they uh, they didn't have deliverance and then they they were in trials, they were in mockings, they were scourged, they were in chains, they were imprisoned, they were stoned. Some were sawn in two, some were tempted. And, and it goes on and, and lists all these terrible things that they went through. And you get down to verse, um, verse 39. And these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. In their lifetime, they did not see the fulfillment of the promise. Yeah. But in the generations that followed, and as Hebrews 12 kind of goes on to, Mm-hmm. picture for us they're still being fulfilled yeah. even in us yeah. today Absolutely. so framing the conversation correctly begins with the promise of god yeah and chooses to hold to it no matter what yeah. no matter the circumstances yep. no matter the pushback no matter the seeming resistance yeah no, no matter the time frame as yeah, well no oh. matter the lifetime even, yeah, but it's a much bigger picture. It's, it's a frame that's got 3D, 4D, 5D yeah. <laughs> imagery to it that takes you deep exactly. into the picture exactly. because of the, the reality yes. of what God's doing. Yeah, and again, I, I mean, just to continue on in that uh, patience, I would say, with mm-hmm. the promise, like this morning, I ordered a book off of Amazon and mm-hmm. it said, hey, for $3 extra, you can get it literally in you know, 10 hours. Wow. And that's crazy how like, yeah. again, we can order things and get things so quickly yeah. to where it's like, oh, I can just get this right now. I can go out and get whatever food I want. You yep. know, that's so close. And yep. that mentality of just like the instantaneous, I yep. want this, I'll go get it. Yep. It's so counter to the, and that's not God toying with us. That's not God no. playing games <clears throat> like, oh, well, let's see if you actually have patience or not. No, no. I mean, he, says those who wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength to wait. Right. Right. Yep. So yep. those are the things that I think is so important with the reframing of prayer yep. is to have the longer term, bigger picture, yep. try to step back out of your circumstance from right now, from today, yep. from the 30 minutes that you're praying from the 30 minutes after you've prayed yeah. kind of thing, you know, yep. but um, that the idea of, okay, m- my life is bigger than just right now, you yep. know? And I think whenever that starts to take place, yep. you start seeing, okay, I want to start thinking, how do I set myself up for a future generation mm-hmm. to give them an inheritance from God, right? To give them yep. a rich history of faith, all of those things. Yep. And that that's just such a shift in mentality, like we've been saying. And I, yeah. I think it's so crucial to not just get stuck in checklist, recipe, black and white prayers. Right. Uh, but it's very much more dynamic and um, whole life centered yeah. uh, than that. That's true. And again, it's re- it requires us to reframe. So uh, I'd say, I get it. I-, I get that there's circumstances where it hasn't gone like you thought. There's been painful si- yeah. situations and, and there's been loss and been difficulty. 
um, God sees those. God knows, and He has He has hope and He has promises for mm-hmm. those very things. Um, don't let the enemy trick you into trying to understand God through the painful things. Yeah, but instead, hear the Holy Spirit driving you around to say, mm-hmm. "Now let's let's relook at this." from the character and nature of a holy, wise, sovereign, loving, mm-hmm. forgiving, gracious God. Yeah. And now, let's understand and let's let's yield. Let's get to know his words. Let's abide in him. Let's mm-hmm. abide in his son. Let's mm-hmm. abide in the promises. Let's abide in knowing I'm accepted, I'm loved, I'm forgiven. I am strong in him even when I am weak. Yeah. Let's rest in those and now let's know the promises. And then now let's pray yeah. based on those. Yeah. Let's pray for our spouse. Let's pray for our children. Let's pray for our church. Yeah. Let's pray for our community. Let's pray for yeah. our nation based on that. Yeah. Because God hears that prayer. Yes. And God has promised that in him the answer will be yes and amen. Yes. Maybe not in the moment. Maybe not in the next week. Maybe not in your lifetime, but he will bring to pass his purposes. So um, this is where we are. This is where we're being challenged Mm -hmm. to reframe our our perspective on prayer and faith. And I hope it's been uh, encouraging to you. I'd love to have you come join us at Vertical Churchill Village. You can check us out online, our our videos here on YouTube or social media. Uh, But come join us in person. See what God's doing in the lives of people here. And uh, as, we're, as we do so, we're, we're making it our goal to lift him up and live him out. So join us in that. Thanks for being with us today.